Magnificent morning, folks. This is Jay Jameson with Her Story Podcast. Her is an acronym for heroic, empowering, and resilient. And this is a self-improvement, self-acceptance, and women empowerment podcast. The main purpose is to encourage, empower, and motivate all women by highlighting their personal stories of triumph over adversity. Each of us has a story. Maybe it was an illness, financial burdens, or a dead-end job. Just unforeseen circumstances in general, and you may have felt isolated or alone. But when you feel like you may have hit rock bottom, it doesn't mean that it is the end of your story. It is within the darkest nights we produce the brightest stars. There are women out there who are going through the very same barriers you are facing, but they didn't give up. In fact, they use their difficulties to mold them into strong and resilient women. And if they can break through their hardships, so can you. Because you are her. Heroic, empowering, and resilient. And welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 13. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you have been an avid listener since the very beginning, I truly, truly thank you and I appreciate it. And this is your very first time tuning in. I hope that you are empowered or motivated in some way. This week's topic is going to focus on transitions, elevations, and relocation. Um, The journey isn't easy, but it's worth it. So basically throughout this entire series, we've been focusing on different women and their journeys and how they basically have used their adversities to build them and um, taking these lessons to move forward within the future. So in this episode... Our focus is on change and the sacrifices needed in order to elevate or grow, pursuing a purposeful passion. How far are you willing to change in order to grow and follow your dreams? In Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, it states that only a minor change will be made focusing on your behaviors or attitudes. It's secondary to success. Quantum changes are made focusing on your paradigms, which are typically the root from which our attitudes and behaviors flow. Our paradigms are our patterns, our perceptions, our views. The action to make significant changes within our lives begin with our mind. And although it seems simple, it can definitely be one of the most difficult tasks we will ever face within our lives. From our adolescent years, we're programmed how to think, what to think, what to believe in. But today, our focus is on how once an idea is purposely driven. You will naturally be compelled to change your thought processes and views for the better. Today, I have with me Amber Fasho, the lifestyle architect. Amber, can you give the audience a little information about yourself? Certainly. So I am a trainer and sports nutritionist, and I often like to tell people that I'm also a teacher. Uh, because I like to empower people to take charge of their health. And part of that is teaching them a little bit um, about what they have going on. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you again for joining. So I'm really excited about this episode um, because her story stems from like a a fitness type of lifestyle, Uh, bringing it back. Closet Fitness is my online apparel store. So when I initially had gotten the idea of her story, I wanted to focus on fitness journeys and lifestyle changes. And um, or her story kind of evolved from that so we could focus on different type of realms and struggles and things like that. But this is home, so we're bringing it back. 
Um, so I just want to, you know, dive into your story, who you are, what you are doing, and what steps you had to take to get to this point. Absolutely. So I'm an, I am a lifelong athlete, played soccer for well over 20-something plus years. Um, but when I got into my very first job right out of college, I probably put on like 30 pounds, partly because I moved to New Orleans. and um, okay, the food. Every, exactly. <laughs> everybody wanted to take you out to eat, and I put on all of this this weight. Um, and, and what I began to find out was that it was not so easy to take it off. And even me being an athlete, I didn't know how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I just thought, hey, I'm going to just go out here to boot camp and then the weight's going to fall off and so forth. Um, but as you get older, your metabolism slows, slows down, down. Mm-hmm. and it, it wasn't quite so easy. Um, but at the same time, while I was gaining all of that weight, I started to have uh, these misgivings about my career. I started going, I'm not really you know, doing what I want to do. I don't know what my purpose is in life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I, like many other people, just kind of fell down and was just like, God, where do you want me to go? What do you want me to do? And, you know, I was waiting for the answer to come back. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it didn't quite go that way. And I was, uh, I'm not going to say I was depressed, but maybe I was um, a little less than happy mm-hmm. about where I was going with my journey. Um, so basically what happened to make this very long story short, uh, <laughs> this was August 2015. I said that was the turning point. I sat down and I said, Amber, there's got to be a better way. You don't like your job. You don't like the direction that you're going in. You're, you weigh more than you've ever weighed in your life. Mm-hmm. What is it that you can do? Um, and one of my biggest beliefs is that we all come to this earth already uh, ingrained with every single skill that we need to fulfill our purpose. Yes, Okay. And, and know that there is a difference between a passion and a purpose, mm-hmm. or not passion, a hobby and a purpose. There are things that you love to do that are not your purpose. purpose. Yeah. So I said, Amber, what is it that you already know how to do? And so I had been doing corporate PR at that point for about 10 years. So I said, well, we know how to make plans. That's what we do. So I started to script my first plan, uh, took an old communications plan, had the goals, the strategies, the tactics. And I said, I want to have a life of balance. Mm-hmm. where I'm not sacrificing my personal life from my career and vice versa. Um, so I wrote that whole plan out. Anything that I didn't know the answer to, I just left blank. And I said, I'll give it to God. I said, you're going to fill in those spaces. But I'm going to start putting my energy in the places that I intend to go. Because mm-hmm. where your energy flows or where your intention flows, your energy flows. So I left it at that. Um, and uh, like I said, God, he answered very clear. Yeah. Um he said, Amber, clean. And I felt that in my core, something intuitively told me, go clean, which I don't clean. At that point in my yeah. life, I actually had uh, a maid. Wow. <laughs> and because uh, I was doing very well in my career, I had that kind of money um, mm-hmm. at that point. And uh, so I don't, I cleaning ain't my thing. But mm-hmm. I cleaned up that night and I cleared out my space, decluttered, had about 13 bags of trash. Um, I got to the dumpster to lift that ba- last bag and I felt something pull in my back it was extremely painful Mm -hmm. um and it got worse and worse and worse ended up going to doctor after doctor after doctor before they told me you live a sedentary lifestyle amber and all you have is weak posture muscles from sitting at a desk all day long and i said that's it Mm -hmm. and they said yeah so after i went through physical therapy i went back to work doing the same old thing and then the bill showed up and that bill was eight hundred dollars after insurance oh wow and i said this can't be you know, I could have bought a whole outfit. I could have mm-hmm. bought groceries for who knows how long. <laughs> and so the pain mm-hmm. wasn't enough to jolt me. Uh, the being inconvenienced wasn't enough to jolt me. But when they played with my money, mm-hmm. I said, this is, is not. 
So I didn't pay, I did not pay the doctor immediately. I went and bought a bench press and I put that in my living room because I didn't like going to the gym either. I don't like people looking at me. I was very insecure about that despite having been an athlete all those years. So I just started working out just a little bit just to strengthen my uh, posture muscles so I didn't have to end up back at the doctor's office again. And um, almost immediately I started seeing changes. I started losing weight, which then prompted me to change my diet because I thought, how far can I take this? Um, And after seeing all of that happen, I was reminded of that plan that I had written days before. And I said, is this not moving? You know, now I'm losing weight. Uh, I had to create space for it. So I stopped Mm. working as many hours as I was doing before. So here we go. Now we're in balance. And I said, oh, my goodness, that plan I put in on paper is is moving. My intentions are starting to happen. And those are certain things when you really take the time to think about it. Uh, When you start seeing your visions in action, it really makes you take a deeper dive into your purpose and everything else that you you have laid out. When you start seeing that blueprint and the house starts being built on that blueprint, Mm -hmm. you can't help but take notice. And so I said, Amber, what is getting in the way of everything on this list, that, that plan that you had written? And it was my job. Yeah. Because in order for me to work out, I had to work less hours. In order for me to have the healthy lifestyle, I had to start creating space. And I really started disliking my job more and more and more at that point. So anyways, fast forward. uh, Eventually, after I lost about 20 pounds, I said, hey, I'd like to do a bodybuilding competition. Mm -hmm. Because if I have a goal and I said, I don't want to be the biggest girl on stage, so I got to lose this weight. Yeah. Uh, I ended up losing the weight. I ended up losing 40 pounds total. And I really enjoyed it. And that's when it became, I think, very clear to me that there are other women out there, other people, not just women, but men as well out there who don't know how to lose weight. Mm -hmm. Um, I had to make significant changes to make that happen, despite the fact that I was an athlete. I realized there's so much that I have no idea about. And every day there are people out there who are suffering from diabetes. Uh, They are suffering from high cholesterol, cancer, this, that, and a third. And these people are all one paycheck away from being broke because they cannot afford the medical conditions that they have and they have no idea how to change it. It's real easy to tell a person, well, it's your fault that you have diabetes. You didn't make the changes. Mm -hmm. But people don't know what they don't know. And we have not always given them the sufficient information that they need to succeed. Mm -hmm. So that was really what sparked in me a a time for change because I thought to myself, I make good money. And yet and still, I got hit with a, a financial issue. What about those people who are only making twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 a yeah. year mm-hmm. and are dealing with much more significant health conditions than this? And so that's when I started going, I see you, God. Mm-hmm. The plan is there, and then you're, you're inching me closer to my purpose. And that was a very long way of answering your question. <laughs> but, you know, it is a long story, so... Well, no, no. Yeah. Um, I really, I enjoyed your story because one, it shows that, you know, sometimes people, they associate their purpose with how much money they make, yes. you know? Yes. So at that point, I think what well, you said, you were making like close to six figures. I was, somewhere I was making six there. figures. Yeah. So, you know, someone that was discontent making six figures, you still saw the need to try to figure out what it is, what is your purpose, you know? <laughs> and I think that it's important because... It doesn't, your purpose doesn't equivocate how much money you make, one, but two, your purpose, it should be 
a service or something that's provided and given to others. So you were mm-hmm. able to do both of that, you know, within like discovering what your purpose was and things of that nature. So going back to that, let's go and focus on some of the necessary lifestyle changes you mm-hmm. had to make. So you had the funds at that time to have a maid and to live life comfortably. What did you have to do when you made that decision? Okay, this job is not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, where, I guess, what was that next step? Like, did you sure. move in with your parents? Mm-hmm. Did you know? Did you have to relocate? Like, mm-hmm. what were those steps that you had to do to sacrifice to build within this career that you have now? No, oh, absolutely. So um, initially, I will say this: I was naive about what it was going to require. Mm-hmm. for me to make that change. But initially, um, you know, I had about a month's time when I quit my job that I kind of just enjoyed life. Yeah, chilled out. <laughs> I traveled. chilled out because, you know, I've, I've been in, I've gone to grad school twice. I have two master's degrees. I have undergrad. So I have been working nonstop my entire life. And mm-hmm. when I had a job, I had a job that wasn't eight hours. It was all day. Yeah. And I traveled a lot. So this was the first time I actually had a life. Um, And I did enjoy myself and, you know, uh, a little bit more than I should have. Um, But eventually I did move home. Um, I moved home to be closer to my parents, which I was happy about because my dad was ill. So Mm -hmm. I was happy to be home. Obviously, I I didn't have a maid or any of those luxuries. Um, And I was actually in grad school at the time because I decided to go back to get my master's in exercise science and nutrition, which was a different career path for me. Mm -hmm. So... I'm in school, I moved home, um, and all of the, I had a lot of first world problems, Um, you know, certain things we take for granted. So no, no more eyebrows, no more nails, no more hair. I had to get creative. Yes, I watched a few YouTube videos to figure out how to (laughs) braid my own hair. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I learned to paint my own nails, which for somebody listening to this, they might be like, are you serious? But you do get used to certain luxuries that all of a sudden you don't have anymore and they add up they 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 do add add up up because Uh that was a point made within uh the my last episode when i talked to a real estate agent Mm -hmm. and she was like those little bitty minute things that you think don't really even add up your hair your nails is something you do probably every two weeks or every week you know so yeah i mean i even changed my gym because i would Mm -hmm. go to um i would travel to baton rouge that's about 20 30 minutes to go to the gym and I decided well I gotta go to the gym that's right down the street I even went a while where I didn't go to the gym at all and as a fitness person that Mm -hmm. meant I had to get in the backyard Mm -hmm. I had to make do with whatever it is that I could get my hands on uh and I even had to let go of some of my food items and sometimes eat the same thing every day Mm -hmm. um in order to save money but um I almost feel like the shedding of all of that was necessary so that I can then go back and teach people you know, different things. Like when people say it's too expensive to eat healthy. And I was like, guess what? Mm-hmm. I learned how to do it for 40 bucks a week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I made it work, you know. And um, whereas before when I didn't have to worry about money, I'd go still buy whatever I, I wanted to buy. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a necessary shedding of uh, worldly ideas in order to get, because um, I almost feel like when you're up against the wall, that's when the genius comes out. Well, for, for some people, mm-hmm. um, it's when the best parts of me come out. So, yeah, I'm not going to say it was an easy transition. It was very hard. Um, but like, Were you ever prideful at, you know, at some oh, yeah. point? Mm-hmm. Oh, most, most definitely, because I felt like I was taking a big backtrack in my life. When mm-hmm. you think about the fact that um, 
well, when I quit my job, I was like 33, I think. I was 33. At that point in my life, I was a manager at a large company. I was managing other people who were twice my age. You know, I had all this money. And now I had none of that. Mm -hmm. I gave it all away and I felt like, am I regressing in my career? And the thoughts did go through my head. What if I never get back to the top of the mountain? Mm -hmm. What if I literally just jumped off of this cliff and I'm never going to get back there? Because I have an idea in my head that may just only be in my head. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I, I was very prideful. I was very prideful to move back home, have people see me living with my parents. Yeah. You know, I did not want anybody to even see my car in the driveway because I was like, oh, they're going to question why I'm here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I got over that. I can at least say I'm past that now. Thank goodness. Yeah. But yeah, like that first month or so, it was very hard being back here, having to explain to everybody, like, what are you doing home? Because it's a small town. So. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's when like mentioning the intro our paradigms kick in you know Mm -hmm. our perceptions and our views and you really have to wrap your mind around positive thinking and how you perceive certain things because this year was um really an eye-opener for me as far as i have to write these things down i have to believe that i'm going to do it and with hope faith plus action equals success and this all makes sense to me now. So, you know, I always try to have these different conversations with different individuals. You know, it is all about the right timing. Oh, you know, absolutely. always absolutely. about the right timing. And just like you mentioned, you had written these things down. It took something, an incident to happen to bring you back to when you initially had written out the plan. And it didn't really make sense at that point when you first had written it out, but then it it started to fall into place, right? Mm -hmm. But I also am a believer too, like when we start to figure those things out, that's when those challenges come into play and you know, our faith is really tested. So taking it back then, you know, I know it wasn't all rainbows and unicorns. So you had to uh, wrap your mind around this. And just like you said, the societal views and people being just plain out nosy in a small country town, you know. So what was your thought process then? Like what was something that made you, I guess, break through the perceptions and the views of others and brought you to, okay, it doesn't matter what anyone else has to say. I know this is my purpose and Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on this plan. Yeah. I meant, uh, I, I, I would say it was a, it was a hard time and it was a blessing at the same time. Well, this wasn't a blessing, but my dad was sick. And so, quite honestly, the, those first few months being home, I didn't even think about my business. Mm-hmm. Everything that I thought I was going to do those first few months, I didn't do. And so it was a good six, seven months of delay before I even get started on my business. And mm-hmm. so that shifted my focus because obviously, you know, my family's well-being was more important right. than anything else. So at that point, I, I wasn't really caring about what anybody else thought anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is, is that, I've kind of come to learn over the years is that we never really know a person's situation. And so why even worry about what other people think? Because what you find out is that more times than not, people are in the same boat that you were in. Mm -hmm. We all have this perception that a person is doing well and we really have no idea. Mm -hmm. You know, the only thing keeping me from being a success in your eyes is what I tell you. Mm -hmm. Um, So... It, it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. And, and also because, because I have seen my plan in action, 
the road that I took to get there also doesn't matter Mm -hmm. Um, because I made that list in August of 2015. Now it is September of 2018. I can go and I can start checking off things. So even if I'm not quite where I want to be just yet, I know that I'm on the journey and I I see things moving. So who cares what people, exactly, you know, what people Mm -hmm. think, um, because I got a grand plan and it's moving. And then at the end of the day, you'll say, she told us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So yeah, that's how I deal with it. So it's it's really amazing. And I'm excited just to see your plan in action Mm -hmm. and the success of your story, your continuous journey, Mm -hmm. Um, because we met maybe in i think june yeah june and um so now things are finally in the woodworks so can you just give the audience a little information exactly what your company is what Mm -hmm. it is that you do and the services that you provide certainly so um initially i was doing one-to-one services uh where i was helping people with their fitness and nutrition but going back to that plan that i wrote a few years ago in that plan i said one day i'm going to help millions of people transform their life so when I started doing the one-on-one services, I said, how are we going to ever help millions of people if we're so bogged down with helping one person here or chasing clients there or whatnot? Mm-hmm. So what I'm doing is, and actually it's going to launch on September the 27th, um, I am launching the Suit to Sweat Fitness Network uh, with the intention of, it's sort of like a social network for people who want to lose weight. Mm-hmm. You can come in there, you can... Um, make friends with other people who are on the same journey as you so you can have accountability partners their forums nutrition boards there but also within there will be classes and the reason why i don't say fitness is because i like to pair my lessons with an actual workout so on the day that you get your workout uh you'll also get a lesson on how do i deal with cravings how do i deal with social situations and every single day that you come to class you get those lessons because why train you, help you lose all this weight, but then I don't teach you how to deal with your cravings mm-hmm. and you put all the weight back on. Right. So it's also about helping people get past their mind monkeys so that they can start making actual transformations. I don't want you to lose weight. I want you to transform your life. I want you to develop healthy lifestyle practices that you can then extend to your children, to your, your husbands, to your colleagues. Uh, because otherwise I have failed you. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what the Suit to Sweat Network is all about. It's about giving you a modern approach to weight loss by giving you a community of people all over the world is what I'm hoping. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically you go to the website. Um, once you get into the community, you'll have access to meal plans, exercise routines, depending on what you want to do. You get live chats. You get weekly live sessions where you get to work out with me live. That way I can service more people. Um, and then it hopefully at some point we'll add a philanthropic piece to it where once a month we'll highlight um, a nonprofit. We're still not there yet. I still got building to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but the idea is to make this a very inclusive community where all different types of people from all over the world can come together to go on their weight loss journey. And not just not I keep saying weight loss journey, transformation journey. Yeah. Uh, but and then when you take a class. The content is dripped to you every day. So I don't just give you the workout plan and say, good luck. What I do is I drip the content every day. So you get one workout a day. Then the next day you get another piece. Um, Because I know that there's some competitors out there who just write a whole plan. They give you the book Mm -hmm. and they send you on the way. And then I support you all throughout it. So I say it's guided fitness. Um, You do get the accountability coach to be with you. Um, It's group coaching though. So I'll be clear about that. Um, but the idea is to make it affordable, modern, friendly, and now you can connect with people 
all over the place. Mm-hmm. So a lot so, of options. It, it sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's it really been does. a lot of work. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, I wanted to give people more than just a workout. Mm-hmm. So um, you come to that program, we're going to help you get rid of your mindset. We just talked a whole lot about mindset. There's affirmation and goal setting courses within the program. Uh, where we teach you how to think the right way mm-hmm. because most of the time we kill our own plans right mm-hmm. uh, and, and really help move you in a direction that is you know different from where you are right now because you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. well I think that you're gonna have a, an awesome program with different services and you, you're, you're going to succeed you're going to do well and, and I can say that because I can see that you really do have a genuine passion behind it Absolutely. and the well-being to really help others so when you mm-hmm. have that you only see success within the future so thank you again thank you thank you I appreciate it um because you know uh today is a tiring day y'all uh this is not <laughs> live so this is right after the Beyonce concert so Jay Jameson is tired right now <laughs> <laughs> um So guys, in closing, always remember that your story is not solely for you. It's meant to be shared with women and provide hope to those facing similar hurdles. You don't have to be ashamed and you definitely don't have to be afraid to share. You are a victor, a winner, and you will not be defeated. You declare growth and prosperity over your life and troubles do not last always. You are brilliant, bold, and beautiful. You are her, heroic, empowering and resilient and before we end today if you have been empowered and provided any type of resources or information please share this tell a friend to tell a friend her story is available on soundcloud be baton rouge google play and also apple Podcasts. and this is jay jameson and we're out